You're planning to breastfeed your baby once she's here. You may or may not have taken breastfeeding preparation classes, but you think you may need additional support for breastfeeding when the time comes. I'm Kimberly Murphy, internationally board certified lactation consultant, and today we're discussing how to choose an LC. This is Preggy Pals. Um, is that a plus sign? Pink or blue? Hospital or home birth? What type of food should I be eating? I think I just peed myself. I'm pregnant and I have to exercise? What pregnancy glow? Wait, was that a contraction? (laughs) Gotta make these pants fit! I've got kinkles! What do you mean there's more than one? You've got the symptoms, and now you've got the support you need for a happy nine months. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. Welcome to Preggy Pals, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Preggy Pals is your online, on-the-go support group for expecting parents and those hoping to become pregnant. I'm your host, Stephanie Glover. Thanks to all of our loyal listeners who have joined the Preggy Pals Club. Our members get special episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. See our website for more information. Another way you can stay connected is by downloading our free Preggy Pals app available in the Android, iTunes, and Windows Marketplace. Sunny, our producer, is now going to give us some information about our virtual panelist program. Okay, so first of all, thank you guys for being with us today. If you're not here in our San Diego studio, we would still love for you to participate in the conversation. So I am going to be checking our Facebook and Twitter accounts as we are recording today and perhaps posting some pictures and also just kind of telling you guys what we're talking about here in the studio. So if you want to participate, feel free to comment on anything you see on Facebook. If you're on Twitter, you can follow the hashtag PreggyPalsVP. The VP stands for Virtual panelist and who knows we may read one of your comments on the show and if you want some more information about our virtual panelist program you can visit our website at newmommymedia.com thank you sunny Mm -hmm. so we're going to go around the studio here and have the panelists introduce themselves so i'll start with Kristen. why don't you go ahead hi i'm Kristen pavon i am 33 years old. Um, My current job title is full-time stay-at-home mom. I am not currently pregnant. I have two children. My daughter Zoe turned three last week, and my son Brady is 10 and a half months old. Um, I had both children um, at Sharp Grossmont Hospital. Um, Both were inductions, and both were vaginal deliveries. Thanks. My name is Michelle Ashley. I am 34, and I am an insurance agent. I am due actually with my second on December 31st, another boy. I have an 18-month-old son at home, um, delivered both at the hospital, regular vaginal birth. My name is Kristen Stratton. I am a birth and postpartum doula. And since we're talking about breastfeeding today, I breastfed all three of my children ages four, two and a half, and 15 months. And I'm Sunny. Uh, I'm producing again. And um, so I've got four kids. I have a four-year-old, a two-year-old. Both of those are boys. And then I have identical twin girls um, that are 10 months old. Breastfeeding my twins. (laughs) Great. Thanks for joining us. Okay, so before we get started today, we're going to do an app review, and we kind of polled our panelists today to see what apps they like. And so our token pregnant mama in the room, Michelle, has an app on her phone. It's called Pregnancy Companion. So uh, Michelle, tell us a little bit about the app. Well, I'm using the free version of the app. It has a lot of options, everything from if you want to know like a medication is safe, it'll tell you if you should call your doctor or check your list. Um, right now, I'm using it as a kit counter, and um, I like that it actually I can save and record my weigh-ins throughout my pregnancy, and um, it has a nice little status bubble that tells me 
how many weeks and days, how many I have left. And <laughs> I really like. Um, so I like it. I like it for its simplicity, but also because it has so much variety, yoga moves and recipes, which I haven't really used. But um, the only real criticism is it told me last week I was in my third trimester, and I think I have a couple more weeks to go. Yeah. But otherwise, it's you know, second time around, I'm finding it a little more practical. I'm shocked at how much information is on it for it being a free app. Yeah, I mean acupressure. That's so I don't know specific. alternative. Oh, yeah. You know, and like <laughs> I mean that you know because there are, I think our standard features in pregnancy apps like yeah charting your weight or kick counts, mm-hmm. contraction counters, that kind of thing. So I thought that that was a really neat feature. It it also has a hydration checklist too. So if you're having yeah. a hard time keeping up on your water intake, you can tap down as you go throughout the day. There's a a drug safety checker as well, along with that hydration counter. And there's also 3D videos if you want to see your baby's development. I don't know. Sometimes they look a little weird. I don't know. Did you get (laughs) a chance to look at that, Michelle? Are they kind of weird images on there? Sometimes It depends on the app, but sometimes. I may not have it on my version. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'm I'm looking at the website now and how it kind of breaks down. So it is an iPhone app, but it's also on Google Play. So for all you Android users out there, you can uh, learn a little bit more about it. Um, any other thoughts on this? I like the color scheme. Well, and the presentation. The presentation is very, very nice. And, yeah. 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 Again, I was surprised it was a free app. So check it out. Thumbs up. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah Baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Today on Preggy Pals, we're continuing our series about hiring your care providers. We'll be discussing how to choose a lactation consultant that's right for you. Joining us today is Kimberly Murphy, an international board certified lactation consultant. Welcome to Preggy Pals, Kimberly. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. So let's learn some basics about lactation consultants to better understand their scope of work. Um, What is a lactation consultant, or LC, as they're referred to? Well, first of all, we're part of the healthcare team. Sometimes people forget that. Um, And LC is someone who's had extensive um, training and mentorship. And then we, we sit for the boards and become board certified, internationally board certified lactation consultants. We're required to do continuing education um, and resit with for the exam at the 10 year mark just to make sure that we're current and, and up on things. Um, this also dictates a standard of care. A little story here. When I first, be, um, first of all, it was my third baby. He was premature that got me started in the in the business. And um, then when I told my husband I was um, going to become a lactation consultant, his first comment was, what could you possibly have to know about breastfeeding? He does not ask that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Life, he yeah. probably knows more now than many do. Oh, way do. more than what he wants to. <laughs> Sometimes he says, he says, I could do a consult over the phone. (laughs) (laughs) But now we've been in existence for long enough to where we're considered to be an evidence-based practice, um, which means we have research and it's no longer lip service. No pun intended. (laughs) (laughs) Our main goal is to promote, support, and protect 
the breastfeeding community. In other words, our milk for our babies. And what does a lactation consultant help with, with a new mom? What would you help a new mom? Okay, first of all, there is help. I always tell my moms, you haven't missed your window of opportunity. This is all very fixable. Because a lot of times they're coming in crisis and they're going, oh, this isn't working. And, and, and again, support because mom wants to throw in the towel. I will tell you, having been in the business for many years, 90% of your successful breastfeeding is your support system. And then also guidance, dispelling myths. As you guys know, there's so many myths out there. And even still, as long as lactation consultants have been around, there's still a lot out there that's just bunk. Are there benefits to selecting a lactation consultant prior to giving birth? Definitely. We call that a prenatal consult. And most importantly, what we do is we get a history of mom. Uh, We do a breast exam. And then, of course, um, because there are some situations where, um, and I will tell you, I've seen a bazillion different nipples, and not, and even if we were to lift our shirts up here, all our nipples are going to be totally different. <laughs> Love it. Yes. And all of our breasts are going to be totally right. different. Different amounts of glandular tissue, that type of thing. So we definitely want to examine the mom. And I will tell you, sometimes in practice, um, I'll, I'll get a mom that's been discharged and um, baby has lost, you know, more more weight than what we're wanting to. And she lifts up her shirt and then immediately I'm going, okay, how, how come no one told this mom that she had insufficient glandular tissue? And she's like totally crushed because she's thinks she's starving her baby. Um, and, and this wasn't identified. So definitely the prenatal that helps you identify those types of situations. Then we go over newborn parameters, expectations. Um, um, I feel like if mom has more information, then she's more apt to be that baby's advocate and, and feel empowered by having that information. And I know that um, if, if I could interject here, Kristen here um, used a lactation consultant prior to the birth of her mm-hmm. second. And if you could maybe chime in on what your experience was or why you you decided to get a consult ahead of time. Sure. Um, this is Kristen Pavon. Um, with my, my first child, my daughter, I had difficulty breastfeeding. And so at the two-month mark, um, decided to exclusively pump. And so, because I had the supply, thankfully. So I exclusively pumped and bottle fed for eight months and then got tired of the pump <laughs> and switched her to formula after that, which was fine. That worked for us. And that that was the solution that was needed at the time. But the second time around, I wanted to, to really try breastfeeding in the old fashioned way <laughs> and save myself a little bit of time throughout the day, knowing I'd have a toddler running around. And so was recommended to Robin Kaplan, who everybody knows from the boob group, and did her prenatal consult because I was a second-time mom, but really a first-time breastfeeding mom. And I had to let go of a lot of the issues that I had the first time around of feeling like a failure and feeling like I couldn't make it work and the trauma of my baby losing weight and not, you know, all of that. And so um, Robin met with me for probably 90 minutes a few weeks before I had the baby just to encourage me and support me and put together a plan of action. And I went in feeling confident and feeling empowered. And it was, I, I now recommend that to all my friends who had difficulty with the first baby. Oh, good for you, girl. Good <laughs> for you. Yeah. Yeah. And actually going off of her experience with her first child and ending up supplementing um, on that sac- second half of um, her year, I'm wondering, Kimberly, if uh, mothers who plan to pump or occasionally supplement with formula, can they still reap the benefits of a lactation consultant? Definitely. And of course, our philosophy is, is any bit of breast milk that the baby gets mm-hmm. is a positive. And it does not have to be an all or none situation. Yeah. And I was going to say on on the pumping part, I actually utilize the lactation consultant a lot for 
what to expect and what I was doing right and wrong with the pump because I had more challenges using the pump and there was a lot of good advice on that. Yeah, and it's something that you might not even really think of that, oh, I can also have support with this, you know, device (laughs) and kind of get some backup there. And are there differences between the hospital-based lactation consultant and an independent lactation consultant? Um, Well, we're all board certified, um, but obviously the hospital situation is a little bit different um, um, because the newborn has different expectations and parameters that we're trying to reach. And it's not really until you get discharged from the hospital that all these other things seem to appear. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And um, different challenges, that type of thing. And of course, um, I will tell you, San Diego is absolutely wonderful as far as pro-breastfeeding. Your hospitals here are are pro-breastfeeding. And of course, I'm fortunate to be in the baby-friendly one, which means that we, um, all of our um, breastfeeding moms are seen at least once every 24 hours by the lactation consultant. And of course, that's covered by your hospital stay. Um, whereas out in the community, obviously, if you're soliciting a, a, a lactation consultant, it is, you know, whether it's in your home or um, going to their office or whatever, it's, it's for a fee. Okay. And did, um, Kristen, did you utilize a lactation consultant? I did. I used one with all three of my pregnancies. And surprisingly, by my third time, I thought, oh, you know, this this should be the breeze. And that actually turned out to be my most difficult breastfeeding relationship. We battled thrush. We battled mastitis. We had clogged ducts. We had a upper lip tie. Um, so it was a big challenge. And without support, I don't think I would have made it to 15 months of nursing. Right. And so I assume, so you had the hospital birth. Did you have a lactation consultant in the hospital? And then did you continue consulting? I did. I did both. I had my initial consult in the hospital before being discharged. And then I I sought care afterwards to help with some of those other issues that came up throughout the relationship. Boy, I loved pushing that nurse button. You know, because you'd get the LC, too, if that's what you asked for. And it was so nice as a new mom, too, to just have those yeah. questions being able to, like, be answered and issues addressed just with the click of the button, which takes a little bit more work once you get home, unfortunately. <laughs> takes a little longer. Yeah, I remember uh, one came in and she looked at me and went, just like you said with the breast exam, looked and said, you have challenged nipples. And I went, <laughs> I do? <laughs> what does this mean? And so I was a nipple shield user, you know, oh, okay. after that. Never heard of one. Never Never saw one. No one had ever talked about them. And then you have these conversations with other moms and realize you're not alone. And exactly. Stuff. But, but thankfully, she was there to just help me right away. And we never really had to struggle beyond that, which was such a blessing. So I'm glad that they're available in hospitals. And again, you know, these are pieces of equipment, the hospital grade breast pump, the regular breast pumps, the nipple shield. Um, but they're not to be meant to to be your enemies. In other words, if this gets baby doing what they're supposed to be doing and it gets breast milk into our little loves... Yes. <laughs> Pumping is very complicated, too. Uh, I never realized how important it was to have the right flange size and make sure mm-hmm. your membranes are in good condition and the tubing is right. So right. kudos <laughs> to moms who do that exclusively because that's a lot of work. Definitely. A lot of people don't know that with the Affordable Health Care Act that you are entitled to breast pumps now. Um, so you want to solicit that. Um, and different insurance, you have to check with your insurance company to see what their protocol is as far as getting. But these are good pumps. We consider the hospital-grade breast pump to be the Cadillac, the big guns. <laughs> the other ones that the insurance companies are given are kind of like the Buicks, meant to be used once your milk supply is well established. But these are free, girls. Yes, we're talking $200, $300 worth of equipment that's coming to you free. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they are expensive. It does add up. Yes. <laughs> Which, yes. again, I had no idea. So <laughs> be sure and solicit those those pumps. 
When we come back, we'll discuss how to find a lactation consultant and questions to ask your potential LC. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Today we're discussing how to choose a lactation consultant that's right for you. Kimberly Murphy is our expert. Now, what are some common um, breastfeeding issues or conditions that women um, may mention and seek help with um, from a lactation consultant? I think the biggest one is mommy's complaint of sore nipples, which means the latch is probably not proper, so the latch is well. And then a few days later, engorgement occurs, and we're going, okay, it's like trying to latch onto a wall. Okay. And then sometimes, too, with that delay of milk transitioning, we see a, a decrease in the weight loss of the baby, um, 10% being normal. But if it goes more than 10%, then we got a little flag going up and we're going, okay, what's happening here that this baby has lost more than 10%. And then also some moms don't produce a full milk supply. So that might be some reason why we see um, also mastitis, reflux, GERD. Yeah. Um, plug ducks, like what you yeah. were saying earlier. Yeah, I I'm the poster child for what can happen during Exactly. Breastfeeding. It sounds like you've got every single line. Yes. Yeah. everything. And tongue tie, you said lip tie? Lip tie, Okay. There's the, the t- lip tie as well. And then there's the tongue tie as well. All of these things can impact what's happening. Preemies. Um, babies that come early, they're not meant to be here before their time. And, and, and it's a very structured care plan to get them to their due date. Once they reach their due date, things fall together much more quickly. Multiples. Yes. I had both. So there multiples that were preemies. Yeah, so you're you you're speaking my language yeah. right now. <laughs> um, going back to work. Okay. Um, and yes, the last reluctant bottle feeder. I know we're talking about breastfeeding here, but yes, yeah. reluctant bottle feeder. Yes, we do do consults for that as well. And how would one find a lactation consultant? Um, are there certain websites to go to or local resources? First of all, number one, probably, I want to say 85 to 90% of our referral base comes from the pediatricians. Some pediatricians will have lactation consultants in their office, and again, that's kind of a win-win situation because then it gets covered with the insurance, but they also have their list of favorite lactation consultants that they like to refer to out in the community. So I would say number one would be your pediatrician, um, and then of course all you savvy techie guys, you know, <laughs> of course you're going to Google breastfeeding uh, support, lactation consultants, that type of thing. And um, um, San Diego Breastfeeding Coalition is a good resource as well. Um, most of your hospitals, when you get in your discharge packet, you get your list of, of lactation consultants that are in the community. Is certification important uh, when choosing a lactation consultant? You mentioned that you're international board certified. So is, is that certification important? I would say yes, yes, and yes. <laughs> and why is that? Because it, it dictates a standard of care. And then also, it, it also holds the lactation consultant to a higher standard. So I would definitely say yes. Yes. Can I ask a question? What's yes. the difference between a lactation educator and a lactation consultant? Um, well, a lot of the training is the same, but they haven't actually been board certified. We are. It's almost like you have to give your firstborn up in order to sit for the boards for lactation. Okay. Yeah. And again, the research at the five-year uh, five mark is by um, continuing education, and then at the 10-year mark, it's sitting for the exam again. Okay. So we are definitely held to a higher standard. Got it. Yeah. And that's not to say that they're not good. I'm not saying that. Yeah. Um, but, but there is a difference. And there's, there's a different um, kind of 
modes of care that you can provide too, correct? Mm-hmm. I mean, yes. in terms of even like being touched by someone mm-hmm. or, you know, like I've heard mm-hmm. different things about yeah. that. So, yeah. And then what are some important questions that you'd want to ask a potential lactation consultant when you're trying to find one? I would be kind of very clear as far as what your breastfeeding goals are. And then when you're interviewing your lactation consultant, seeing if her philosophy and her, her it sort of fits in with what, what, what you perceive your goals to be. Yeah. Kristen, how did you decide on Robin as your lactation consultant? So a friend of mine on Facebook had just recently had her second son and was commenting on how breastfeeding was so difficult with the first child. And thank goodness for Robin Kaplan, who saved her life with the second baby. And she's having successful breastfeeding. And it was like she was speaking directly to me because I was, (laughs) you know, I was in my third trimester and kind of had this um, weight on my shoulders wanting to breastfeed, but nervous about it because of my previous experience. And so I just messaged her. I said, who did you work with? Tell me. And she said, you have to call Robin. Here's her website. And that day I called her and set up that that prenatal uh, appointment. And I actually, um, Robin has a package where you can do the prenatal appointment and then you also sign up for the postnatal appointment where she actually comes to your house the day after you get home from the hospital. Wonderful. And that was the day that the baby was trying to latch to the wall when I was <laughs> engorged <laughs> and <laughs> looked, you know, um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Looked, looked very full. And, um, you know, because the first couple of days had been going well and I was all excited and then the milk came in and then he wasn't latching and he was screaming a lot and Robin said oh use a nipple shield for a few days and she saved my life um but she came to my house spent a lot of time with me helped calm me down talked me through it and then I I'm I'm still breastfeeding um exclusively at at 10 months and um I still am using her calling her texting her and I am I go to her breastfeeding support group as much as I can um on Wednesdays at baby garden in South Park that's been a lifesaver also oh cool yeah. And, and and I would underline that word of mouth is probably the best advertisement. Yeah. As a dual, that's probably the number one referral I give to my mom's postpartum is a lactation consultant. That's probably the number one reason why I either get a call to come and visit and then I usually have to refer out because they just are so wonderful and so skilled and they really do make a difference in that relationship. Right. And it's so great for you because you're often doing a postpartum visit for your mamas and so very natural for them yeah, to come Yeah, absolutely. Up. I mean, and especially moms who have had either a difficult birth or cesarean birth, um, breastfeeding can be really healing for them because they can still connect with their child in a way that maybe they didn't get to connect with them during the birth. Um, I can speak for myself as um, having had a cesarean and then having had a successful breastfeeding relationship afterwards. It was really healing and really helped facilitate bonding that I didn't get during birth. So that's a really important aspect of it too. And Michelle, did you use a lactation consultant outside of the hospital? I I did more of a group setting. Okay. First, I called my, um, actually my medical group, and they were able to tell me about some group sessions that were coming up so I could see, I could kind of meet the lactation consultant in more of a, a group setting first, and um, and then later ended up at the baby garden from word of mouth mm-hmm. through the San Diego Breastfeeding Coalition as well. And I, my only regret was that I didn't go sooner. I waited till about five weeks. And um, we had tongue tie, nipple shield, yeah. all sorts of fun things to work through, and um, this time around, I'm definitely going to be, as soon as I can get out of the house, 
that's but I kind of like the idea of having somebody come to me so <laughs> don't we all <laughs> yeah. and I will tell you well, I once you love, have two kids too yeah, yeah. I absolutely yeah. love doing home visits because you're in their environment you're working with their yeah. things that they have to work with and and, and and when we do it we we don't even put a time limit on it and I'm there usually at least two hours at least yeah yeah and then phone follow-up is is endless after that once you're a client um, phone follow-up is endless how nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Kimberly. Uh, for more information about Kimberly, as well as information of, about any of our panelists, you can visit the episode on our uh, episode page on our website. This conversation continues for members of our Preggy Pals Club. After the show, Kimberly is going to be discussing breastfeeding support groups. To join our club, visit our website, newmommymedia.com. Hi, Preggy Pals. We have a question for one of our experts. Lacey in Redlands, California writes, I'm planning on breastfeeding when I go back to work at about 12 weeks postpartum. What kind of arrangements should I be making with the facility manager at my work for a pumping room? I work in an open cubicle farm, so pumping at my desk isn't possible. Well, hi, this is Robin from the Boob Group in the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. And Lacey, thank you so much for your question. This is such an important question to figure out. How do you talk with your boss about arrangements for your pumping room? So if you work for a business that has more than 50 employees, your boss is required by law to give you break time to pump. If you're sp- if you're business is less than 50 people, then they are not required by law. However, common courtesy is usually to offer mom time to pump while she is at work. So it's definitely important to meet with your HR person or your boss before you go back to work after you've had your baby. So during that kind of maternity leave time to discuss certain things with that person. So as for your specific question about arrangements for your pumping room, the things that most moms um, prefer to have and are often required by the law if you have over 50 people is having a private space, preferably with a lock that you can go to um, to pump. Um, You might also make sure that there's a comfy chair in there, a table to place your pump on, Um, And as for time, you know, giving yourself about 15 minutes for actual pumping time and then a few minutes on each side. So before you pump and after you pump, um, that gives you some extra time to walk to the room, get your pump set up and also for cleaning up at the end. As for a fridge in the room and stuff like that, that's not something that usually is offered. But um, remember that you can always get a cooler to bring your milk back and forth to your desk um, and keep it nice and cold until you get home. Um, We also have a ton of boob group episodes about going back to work and so for since you mentioned that you are in a cubicle we have a bunch of fun ideas on how to make a cubicle work for you if you have to pump there so definitely go check out our website look for the boob group episodes specifically about going back to work and you will find some amazing tips for making this work for you that wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Preggy Pals. Don't forget to check out our sister shows, Parent Savers for parents with newborns, infants, and toddlers, Twin Talks for parents of multiples, and our show, The Boob Group, for moms who breastfeed their babies. This is Preggy Pals, your pregnancy, your way. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care. 
and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider. New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.